Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Welcome to Full Count Chaos. Always appreciate you guys taking the time to tune in. And when I say appreciate it, I really mean it, knowing how bad the Orioles are playing lately. So I appreciate you, including me, in your weekly chaos that you have going on, trying to keep the Orioles in your life. We're all fans. We all want to see them do well. But my God, is it frustrating. Oh, boy. Today on the show, we share our frustration. Jeremy Kahn calls in, 105.7 The Fam. And we talk Orioles baseball. We talk a little NFL draft. Um, I also ask him the question, are NASCAR drivers athletes? (laughs) It was just a random question I wanted to ask him. Came up in a conversation I was talking about not too long ago. So I thought I'd get him in the mix of that as well. So he's going to be coming on in just a minute. Don't forget you can reach out to me anytime at fullcountchaos at gmail.com or head over to fullcountchaos.com. There you'll find many ways to get in touch with the show. Follow me and tune into prior episodes and subscribe to the show. There you have it. It's been brutal. It's been tough being an Orioles fan. I don't care who you are or where you are. If you're an Orioles fan, you are not a happy person. I know some people say, well, I'm actually kind of glad because this will wake up the Orioles organization and get rid of a lot of players. Bullshit. I don't care what kind of situation the Orioles are in or or what you think might happen in the future or what you want to happen. You never want to see your team lose like this. Yesterday, I'm standing in the grocery line. Some guy behind me, I guess, is talking to a friend of his, talking about how he's having trouble not drinking watching the Orioles. Now, I laugh, but then moments later, I quickly stopped laughing when I heard him say to his friend, it's been tough because he's been sober for three years and he's really trying hard. I felt bad for the guy. Thinking to myself, man, if you're someone who's trying to quit smoking or quit drinking or you're battling depression, do not tune into the Orioles. Shit's going to go south. And how the hell can anyone in the Orioles organization tell us, the fans, that there isn't a better option than Chris Tillman? I am so tired of hearing that. We heard that last year. It's so bad right now. Mix things up. Put Adam Jones in at catcher. Have Cashner play center field. Put Manny Machado as the pitcher. Do something. I think that would be entertaining. Watching Andrew Kashner, Dylan Bundy, flagging fly balls in the outfield while Adam Jones has the catcher's outfit on. I mean, look, it would probably bring the fans in the stadium, and I would watch it. It'd be fun. Hell, bring a pitcher up that we just drafted this year, 19 years old, pitching against guys like Mike Trout, Didi Gregorius. Why not? It'd be entertaining. And by the way, I just got an alert on my phone that the home run that Mike Trout hit the other night off of Dylan Bundy just landed a couple minutes ago. (laughs) Holy shit, did you see that home run? Woo, they say it went 524 feet. I don't know if it did, but I'm not going to argue about it because A, it was hit by Mike Trout, and B, he hit the living shit out of that ball. (laughs) My God, that boy can hit. He definitely works out. <laughs> definitely works out. Let's bring on Jeremy Kahn. He comes on, talks a little O's baseball. We also get into some other things, try to end on a happy note with the call since we're talking about the Orioles. Here we go.
Jeremy Kahn, 105.7 The Fan Sports Talk Radio, has joined me tonight to chat about the O's and talk about how wonderful they're doing. But Jeremy, before we talk about those red-hot O's, I wanted to bring up the NFL draft for just a minute. I saw on Twitter you weren't thrilled at all with a Lamar Jackson pick, and I, and I didn't see or hear why that was. I was just curious. Okay, let me I'll explain this as, as well as I can. <laughs> I was at Buffalo Wild Wings in White Marsh, and I was about five tall beers deep. So I was initially in the in the first round. Um, I was pretty ticked off. This is why you don't drink and tweet. But uh, I was I was pretty ticked off about them not taking Derwin James at sixteen because I do. I think Derwin James is the second coming of Earl Thomas. And, and look, I could be dead wrong on the player, but the fact they trade back, I'm like, all right, we'll see what happens. And the very next pick, the Chargers take him. But then when it comes down to it, I started looking at some of the other things, the receivers that were there, and I'm going, all right, there's probably some pretty good value picks, things that they could work out. Yeah. They trade back again, and then they end up with one of the tight ends uh, in, in uh, Hurst. So I'm going, okay, I, I'm, I'm fine with that pick. And then we're sitting there, and we're we started to have another drink, and then the Ravens trade back up, and I went, son of a bitch, they're trading up for Lamar Jackson. And I was actually watching the draft with Weinman. Yeah. Uh, he had come up with me. And yeah. Weinman was big on Lamar Jackson. I'm like, man, you just watch the guy's highlight reel. You don't know anything about him. He's, I'm giving him a hard time. Right. And, um, and so, like, he was all excited. So I think that's why I was pissed off is that he got so excited that it happened. <laughs> I, think but, um, I think your text was just, no. Something. No, it said terrible. Okay, That's all it yeah. said terrible. <laughs> and and I don't I don't think Lamar Jackson's going to be a bad player at the next level. But you have Joe under contract, yeah. At least for this year. Um, even if they cut him next year, you're still taking a nasty cap hit. It's just not as bad as it would be if you cut him this year. I think the Lamar Jackson pick was good for the fans because I think I mean, look, it's always for the fans. I, I guess they're excited about it. You know, fans always have that next man up mentality. So no matter who it is, they're excited. I, yeah. I mean, even the Ravens football, and I don't mean to get into the football right now and get off track, but they haven't been exciting the past couple of years. No, you know, so I, I think well, and that's, that's one of the reasons why I wanted a wide receiver too, because well, selfishly, well, first off, they've never been able to draft one. It's no, they're like the Orioles with the pitchers. The yeah. And, and it's it's been ridiculous, but but all that aside, when it when it came down to it, I thought the Ravens had more needs. That's why I was upset that they took a quarterback because gotcha. I don't think I don't, I don't think that's a need. And I felt like with all the picks they had and the fact that they traded back, that you know they could have accumulated a, a lot more talent to help the team. Now that being said, after the first day, I absolutely love everything they've done. Even if Lamar Jackson ends up being a huge bust, this is going to be a great a great draft for him. There you go, man. I could talk football with you all night, but I'm going to move on to baseball right now. I wanted to get your opinion on something. A couple weeks ago, I was watching Tyson Ross pitch for the Padres because he had a no-hitter going in like the eighth inning, and the MLB Network tapped in, and he was up to like 130 pitches. And It was in the eighth inning. He had like two outs to go, and Harold Reynolds, I'm sure you know who he is on the MLB Network, yep. he was yelling, as well as Dan Plesak, take him out. They said it's not worth it anymore. It's not worth the no-hitter. Hitter. Now, the um, host, Greg, uh, 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 what the hell is his name? I can't remember his name. Singer? Yes, thank you. He was sitting there saying, are, are you too serious? It's a no-hitter. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I, I think the reason they're saying take him out is he went through that thoracic outlet syndrome, the same thing Matt Harvey went through, where uh, if you watch Ross pitch, Scott, what was it, last year or the year before? I mean, he was just dreadful, and he winds yeah. back up with the Padres. So I think that's probably why they're yelling it. Don't force this guy to go out there and try to make all these pitches this early in the season, especially for something as – I mean, look, pitching a no-hitter is great, but I get it. I don't know. Maybe I'd have left him in, but um, <laughs> I, I, 
I still think that, that it has that, that draw, but let's be honest, with the money that you put up for these right. players today, right. they're babies so much, it's ridiculous. It is pretty ridiculous, and a lot of people were getting on Buck about taking out his starters early and things like that, but that, that's all of baseball now. That's everywhere. Yeah. They're taking everybody out. And it's a long season, and early yeah. on in the season, I think Buck tries to see how guys react to certain situations and uh, plays those games. And there's a lot of times, like I always bitch at people complaining about the bullpen <laughs> and how Buck's using it. Like yeah, sometimes we don't know who's actually available, you know? True. Yeah, I, I hear you. I mean, that, that's something we're, I definitely want to get into. Sports media had the Orioles yeah. winning around 70 wins all right, before the season started. What did you have them winning? And this was after they signed Cobb. I'm just curious. Well, at, well, after they signed Cobb, I had them at, I think, 85 or 86. Yeah. I thought they'd be in the mix for that wild card. Yeah. And, uh, people were laughing at me, telling me I'm crazy. Those people were actually right now. Um, <laughs> but, and I almost feel like sometimes fans want to be right more than they want their team to succeed. Like, oh, look at this roster. They suck. Without a doubt. For whatever reason. I agree with that 100%. They, they played better. You know? yeah. and, well, and that's, and that's the frustrating part of it. Like, now, I, I said at the beginning of the year, you either want the Orioles to be in it, and make a run to the postseason, or you just want them to be god-awful. Right. Well, I, I don't want them to be god-awful now that I'm living it, but they are <laughs> god-awful. Right. It reminds me of the uh, 1988 season a little bit. I mean, I was, what, seven, eight years old, so I don't really remember, but it, it kind of seems that way. I, I hear the Benny Hill music each time I watch these guys. All right, Corey Seager, shortstop for the Dodgers, is out for the entire season. I mean, that's got Manny Machado written all over it, right? He probably shouldn't even get on the plane to leave L.A. Yeah, I mean, it makes a ton of sense. I, um... I think that, you know, you're waiting on the Dodgers, who I think they picked a win up against the Diamondbacks the other night, but they yeah. lost the first two in that set. Diamondbacks yeah. are off to a great start. They get Steven Souza back tonight. Um, and I guess, you know, you look at some of their pitching, and nobody expected Patrick Corbin to come back and throw the way he is. So right. they're chasing it, and they're behind the eight ball. And the Dodgers got a lot of decisions to make because Clayton Kershaw is a free agent in the offseason. And yeah. if he doesn't start pitching like Clayton Kershaw, what are you willing to pay him at this point of his, you know, of his career? So... Uh, but it makes so much sense for Machado to be the guy there uh, with Seager going down. And then, you know, they'll have Justin Turner coming back. So then you have your short and third. Yeah. Uh, and then figure things out from there. But the, it matters what are they willing to give up. And if they do get Machado, it does put them over the luxury tax. But, I mean, let's be honest, they, they, they spend so much money out there. How, I don't know how much of a, a deal that deal breaker that could be for them. Like, they've been in the top three of, of, of the money they spent for, like, the last ten years. They, they spend so much money out yeah. there. Well, I think I think another team's going to swoop in and just throw a ton of cash at them that maybe we're not talking enough about, like the Phillies or even the Marlins, if they want to build around Manny and have him come back home to Miami. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't shock me to see that. And then Arizona's another interesting trade candidate because – you know, they're kind of weak and short. Jake Lamb is hurt right now, yeah. and they have some prospects they could move. We all know it. You have that feeling like the Orioles are waiting to make the trade, and then when does Manny get stake-bitten by some terrible hamstring injury? I know. something worse. They're all thinking that. How, are, how do you feel how the, the Orioles have handled Manny the past couple of years? With not I mean, tra- I would have liked to have seen some attempt at a contract extension early on. Yeah. But well, like about trading him. Do, do you feel like a year or two ago they, they missed the train with trading him, or are you glad they held on no. to him? I, no, I mean, look, I, I get what people say, and it's easy when they miss the playoffs and they have a terrible September like they did last year. But at the end of August, they were a half game out of the wild card spot, you know. So yeah. just the pieces they put around, uh, you know, they, they went out and they made bad investments on starting pitching with, you know, Baldo, Wade Miley. I mean, we can go through the whole uh, – all the names. And then right. even this year, I felt like they finally made 
I didn't love the Cashner signing, but I got it. And right. I mean, I called that damn thing in November. It's, <laughs> Andrew Cashner is a free agent. He's coming to Baltimore. They just sign him now. Right. And they were all laughing at me. And sure enough, he comes here. What about Manny moving to shortstop? I know a lot of fans have been expressing how they're frustrated with him moving to shortstop. Did did that move bother you? No, I'm fine with it. Look, they don't have a third baseman, so I think people look at Tim Beckham and go, "Oh, he was fine at shortstop last year." When in actuality, he's he's not a great shortstop. He's not a great defender. You know, he's not great at third base either. And with the struggles of the team, I think some of that stuff is a little bit more under the microscope than what it would normally be. I'm not pinning it on that. I don't have as big a problem as most people do, but I, I get it. I, I get the Yeah, I get it too. I, I, right. I said the same thing last week. It's like, what, what are you supposed to Okay, things aren't working out in third. Move Manny to third. Okay, things aren't working out in center field. Move him to center field. It's like, you know, Manny's at short. It, it's not his problem. Things aren't working out around him. And I don't, I don't think they did that. I don't think they moved him to short to – to, to uh, make him happy, they moved him to short because they, you know, more more baseball statistically are hit the short than any other position on the infield. I, I want to ask you about uh, we're talking about Buck there a minute ago. I've always thought a new voice with a new message was, was always a good thing with sports. I mean, do you think that's overrated with teams needing to hear a new voice, or do you think Buck's the no, guy? I don't think it's overrated. I just, me personally, and they, you can call me a fanboy as if you want. I, I just think the world of Buck and and how he works with the team. Um, you know, you think about where we were and where we're at even now, even though things are really crappy now, yeah. but where he took us from. And then how the team that was terrible played underneath him or played for him um, that stretch of time when he came in. Yeah, that's what I keep reminding so, people. It's like, I don't think you remember how bad this team was. And when he came on, it was still basically that same team. And, you know, they wind up going to the playoffs. But from some of the things I'm hearing, I think the writing's kind of on the wall. I think... Uh, Dan Duquette's kind of a, a lame duck GM right now, yeah. and I think he's gone at the end of the year. From what I was told, Brady Anderson's the one that was kind of uh, right in the center of the Cashner and the Cobb deal, and and it looks like Brady could be your guy in the front office. And I think Buck comes back, and Buck is you know kind of influential, a little bit more influential with Brady. Than oh, you think Buck been. does come back yeah. after this year? Absolutely, I do. Interesting. You don't think he's too loyal with his guys? I mean, I'm going back to, like, Jim Johnson, Ubaldo. I'm even going to go with Chris Davis, leading him off, putting him in fifth. I mean, uh, obviously. I, I think that's part of it. I, I mean, I do think he's loyal to his guys, but I don't know, you know, what's the other half of that? Not right. being loyal to him and just pulling these guys. And, and some of these guys have fragile minds. And, again, I'll, I'll go back to it. And as sad as that is to say, these millionaires and baseball players, but I'll go back to the point of, you know, when you talk, talk about Buck and how he handles these players, um, I, I, I think for the most part, he tries to give them every opportunity to prove that they can't do it. And if that's yeah. the loyalty part of it, I get it, and I'm fine with that. But uh, I, I still think that's the guy I'd rather have managing the team than somebody else out there. But eventually, look, managers are hired to be fired. He's not He's not going right. to coach here for the rest of my life. Of course. Right. No, I agree. Chris Davis, speaking of him, how do you explain that shit, Joe? <laughs> is that, oh, is that the worst man. signing in Orioles history? Like, if he ends the season, let's say, 12 home runs, uh, batting 191 with 60 RBIs, 190 strikeouts, is that the worst signing ever for the Orioles? It's so bad, and, and like, I feel like such a douche because I was on board with the signing, and, um, you know, even now, like, when you look at power left-handed bats in baseball, there's just not a – there's not a ton of great ones. And when they paid him, you're like, look, he's just coming off this season where he hit this. And then when he had, had the down years, like, oh, he was off of Adderall and you get him back on that and he'll be right back to it. And we don't care if he strikes out a lot, as long as he's hitting home runs. And then it turned out he was striking out a lot and then he didn't hit as many home runs. And then he kind of lost it at the plate. And he was guessing. And yeah. The one thing you're always going to get is he's a great, I, I think he is a great fielding first baseman personally. Yeah. He bails out a lot of bad throws. Um, last night he had a phenomenal play at first, but, 
But with all, all of that aside, yeah, I mean, this contract's just brutal, man. It's it's dreadful right now when you look at the way that he's hitting. And Yeah, when's it going to stop being a coincidence with that Adderall crap, by the way? I mean, something must have happened with, well, with I, that I situation. I don't know. I mean, that was, <laughs> that was the talk. And you know what's funny? You go back, if you think about it, I was just having this conversation with somebody today that go back to when they lost in the ALCS to the Royals and got swept. So they beat the Tigers three Cy Young winners, right. uh, sweep them. It was a great series, you know, the great moments. Delman Young with the double. And what was that? Feeling. It was Verlander, Max Scherzer, and um, David Price. David Price, yeah. I mean, come on. When, when they did that, I said, it, it's over. We, we got this. <laughs> well, and if you remember, they beat those guys without – Manny Machado got hurt at the end of the year. And Chris yep. Davis got suspended. Yeah. So you're missing – and Matt Wieters was hurt, if I'm not mistaken, too. So. Oh, wow. Um, I, don't, I forgot about I that. I think that was that year, but uh, somebody can look back and correct me if I'm wrong. But but all that being said, like you're missing some of the the best hitters in your lineup, and you lose to the Royals. Granted, it was in four games, but what was it by a total of seven or eight runs? I mean, all the games were close. Yeah. Let me ask you right now. May, it's May third. They're eight and twenty-two. Are you are you still hanging on, thinking they just need to win a couple series here and there, and we're back in it, or has the ship sank? I I would love to be that guy, and I'm yeah. trying to be that guy. All right, we we all are. You know, and Alex Cobb said the other day, he's like, hey, you just win two out of three, you keep winning series, and you chip away. But what the hell are we chipping away? Like, are we are we trying to escape prison, you know, after a four-year sentence? I mean, what, right. like, how long is it going to take for us to get where we need to be? And yeah. I, I just, I, I think it's a bit much, man, to, to expect them. Like, statistically, they're saying they have less than a 1% chance of making the playoffs. Yeah. So I, I, I watch them every night. I, I Me too. I by them. I'm screaming at the TV. I'm going to watch them tonight. It it, yeah, it does make it a little easier to turn off the game when they're down 8-1 and it's in the sixth inning, yeah. knowing that <laughs> even if they lose, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So I know. It, it but, does hurt uh, a little less. You, you're right about that. Uh, before we move forward, I, so I want to ask you, 8-22, uh, and 22, they seem down and out. Is now the time to trade Manny, or, or are we still sticking with him? What are we doing here? No, I mean, I think you you field all the offers. you got to get the right deal. But um, I, I trade him. Yeah, yeah and it's time you know, to go. That's, yeah, that, there's like there, and and if it's now, great, uh, you know. But you, you can hold out for the best offer possible, if you right? Want. So, well, let me ask you something. I mean, obviously, the Orioles not doing well. It's going to be a problem with the attendance. But the the attendance has been a problem for a while. And I wanted to ask you. It, I, it just doesn't seem like there's one answer. I've heard a million of them, and I'm sure you've talked about this, and you're probably exhausted talking about it, but. What do you think's going on? Because last year, even you know, two years ago, last year, August, September, the, the you know, fifteen, ten thousand fans there, and we were playing for the playoffs. I mean, I think it's a combination of everything. Um, you know, if it's bad baseball, that's one thing. The weather, uh, you know, and and going back to people mentioned the riots uh, a long time ago and how all that stuff affected. I just think that it's so easy to watch games on TV and enjoy it from from your house. Well, that's what um, I've been going with. I mean, you got absolute. I, I was watching a game the other day on my phone, and it's crystal clear. And I'm just hanging out, watching it, enjoying it. My home, I got you know a big flat screen TV. That's what I'm always going with. I know people are saying, "Oh, it's dangerous downtown." I mean, it's dangerous every city you go to, but I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I just, I think that's it. I, I really do think that it's just it's so comfortable these days. They have so many views. The way that they call the games, they do such a good job. I also wanted to ask you, I mean, it seems like lately uh, Major League Baseball, they're trying to help games finish in less time because they're hearing fans complain about the games. Anything you would do that you talk about to help the game go fast or faster? Well, I mean, the, watching people point the first on a four-pitch walk, but uh, I don't know there's really any way to, to, to speed this up. I mean, I don't like the batters stepping out of the batter's box and readjusting their batting gloves every 
10 seconds or every other pitch. I mean, the Nomar Garcia Pars and the David Ortiz of the world where they're trying to play mental games with it. I mean, that's stuff stupid to me, but, yeah. um, you know, and then now that you add instant replays, of course it's going to take longer. Well, so. here's the thing. Didn't they, a year ago or is that two years ago, they told the batters that you can't step out of the box and then like May came and that was it. It was done. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they don't do it. They were doing it in spring training, but they really don't follow up with it. Uh, what do you think about strikes and balls? I, I know that's been a, a problem for years. You talk to old school people and they're like, well, that's just part of baseball. You think they're going to eventually do something with like uh, the ump holding a radar, radar gun and they've got like a laser uh, I mean, and it. You know what I, I mean? I think the umps have been the umps have been terrible, man. It's and been I'm, awful. I'm not talking about just from an Orioles standpoint, but when you're watching the strike zone, and you're going, and they're like, "Oh, it's his strike zone. It's theirs." No, it's not. That's one I of mean, my biggest pet peeves. Yeah, that's one of my biggest pet peeves in baseball. A strike is a strike. A ball is a ball. All this bullshit. Well, that's his strike zone, and that's you know that guy's strike. I don't get it. I, I, I just wondering if eventually you think they'll change that, or because I haven't heard any word about it. And... That's the one thing I wouldn't mind. I mean, people talk about the human element. You know, get the damn thing right. Uh, we I got you right. Human element crap in the strike zone. But... <laughs> We've got so much technology these days. Why why not use it? I mean, I'm sure they could think of something. I don't know. Yeah. It's frustrating. All right, here, Jeremy, we're going to uh, wrap this up. we got some questions, quick trivia. These are just completely random questions, Jeremy. All right, they're just corny questions. Answer them as you please, all right? If you could know the absolute and total truth to one question to anything at all, what question would that be? What would you ask? Oh, if I could know the total truth. Of How anything. How many times did my ex-wife cheat on me? No, um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> you probably don't want to know that. that. That's one thing you don't want to know. Yeah, I think I would. Uh, is there life on other planets? Ah, I don't, nice. I don't know. There you go. That's Maybe, a good one. That would be intriguing. <laughs> you might want to not know the answer to that either. Um, I think I asked you this last time, but what the hell? What's the last thing that made you say, damn, that was messed up? Damn, that was messed up. Oh, I, you know what? I, I saw a guy break his leg. Oh. Was, yeah, it was, it was pretty nasty. It was uh, pointing in the wrong direction. Uh, the bones were sticking out. Uh, where'd you so, <laughs> Where'd you see that? That's football. It was pretty disgusting. Nah, so. that, that's not, I, I can see guts and blood and shit, but I see somebody's leg get twisted. I'm done. Uh, you're on death row. What's your last meal? Uh, my last meal would be, um, you know, I, I'm kind of a steak and potatoes kind of guy. There so you I go. I think that's what I would do. No, which steak? So. You have a ribeye, New York strip? Yeah, the cowboy ribeye, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Would you rather be the star of a terrible basketball team or an average player on an elite team? I'd rather be the superstar on a bad team. There you no, go. I, I, <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I, I do think I'd rather win. I'm more of a, even the way I've always, I'm a point guard when I played basketball. So You I'm still play, right? Yeah, I, I played uh, Tuesday night. I got league games on Sunday. I'm, I'll am i be up at 6 a.m. tomorrow going to play pickup. So, Jesus. Um yeah, yeah. I sometimes, play, I play too much. I, sometimes you, you'll talk about your schedule, and I'm like, how in the hell does he have time to sleep? But hey, good for I, you, I man. I feel like if I if, if I'm not in chaos and nothing's right, I, <laughs> my, my life's so chaotic. For a guy that gets, you know, everybody's like, you work 20 hours a week, which I oh, work that's more bullshit. Than that, but yeah, but but you know, with my kids' sports and everything else, it's crazy. It's a so. full time job. Would you rather be a legendary player with a trash legacy or a good player nobody will ever remember? Uh, I, I'll give me the trash legacy. There give you me go. Pete Rose's career. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a Pete Rose fan. Would you rather have a long, yeah. average playing career or have a short, fantastic all-star career but cut short by an injury? I think I'd rather have the long playing career. There you go. All right. Yeah, these are yes or no questions, and feel free to elaborate. Are these people athletes, yes or no? Horse jockeys? Yes. All right. Bob sledding team. 
No. <laughs> curling. I, mean, I guess they all fall on the same line. Yeah, cur- right. uh, curling, and when you, I shouldn't say no to bobsledding. I mean, there, there's no, a lot I of say no. That, but, but curling's the same thing. Like yeah. the, those guys, if you go sweep and go push that damn stone or whatever. <laughs> I've talked to people who've done it, and they're like, man, it's so exhausting. Oh, really? I'll say yes. Is that yeah. what they said? Okay. All right, so you're going, yeah. Uh, bowlers. Bowling. Hell no. All right, golfers. No, it's no. no. Yeah, and this one, this last one, I, I said no to, and boy, did I get a lot of shit. Are NASCAR drivers athletes? No. Yeah. You know, it's a, it, it is very difficult, and those guys sweat a ton. Oh, it's just because car. they're wearing uh, fireproof crap. It's not because it's yeah, it's tough. All right, so. if you could see a rematch, we're wrapping this up here. If you could see a rematch between two players still in their prime, brawl it out for a second time. Who would you want to see? Baltista versus Odor. Nolan Ryan versus Robin Ventura. Bryce Harper versus Jonathan Papelbon. I don't know if you remember that two years ago. Yeah. Or A-Rod versus Veritek. Or or last or the entire nineteen ninety eight Orioles versus Yankees. Yeah, let's have that brawl again. Let's just see some Yankees players get punched in the face. <laughs> oh man, I watched that the other night. It got, still got me pumped up. Yeah, it's great. It's good stuff. All right. Um, here we go. Movie quotes. And these are nineties movies, because I understand you're you're good at movie quotes, comedy movies, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So here's one. Here we go. What's that bubble there? What do you think? Well, how'd you get the beans above the Frank? Yeah, it's something about Mary. Yeah, there you go. All right, moving right along. <laughs> uh, looks like you've been missing a lot of work lately. I wouldn't say it's I've been missing. Yeah, there you go. Jesus, I knew these were too easy. Uh, <laughs> here's one. This is uh, mid-90s. He says, yeah, I called her up. She gave me a bunch of crap about me not listening to her enough or something. I don't know. I wasn't really paying. Yeah, there you go. Mother. All right. <laughs> ha ha. That's so funny. The last time I heard that, I laughed so hard, I fell off my dinosaur. That brother. Jeremy Kahn, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Nice job. All right, are you watching any of the caps, by the way? I am. I'm getting ready to head into my house now and go check out some of the game, and then I'll flip on the Orioles and uh, cry myself to sleep. <laughs> By the way, do you think that's bullshit what happened to Wilson on the Caps, that three-game suspension? I, I mean, I look, I'm not a big hockey guy, but I thought it looked dirty, and it's yeah. like the second time it happened. Yeah. So I get it, but I think the suspension was a little severe. Yeah, I, I hear you. I guess somebody yeah. told me it was like the second or third time. Jeremy, listen, man, I know you're busy. It really means a lot you calling in. I really appreciate it, and hopefully next time we talk, we can – Talk about how did the Orioles win that World Series? That was crazy. That'd be great. But, yeah, give me a shot anytime, man. Appreciate it. If I'm available, I'll pop on. Excellent. You take care of yourself, Jeremy. Thanks, man.